stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth long lay the world in sin and ever pining till he appeared and the soul felt his worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn fall on your knees oh hear the angel voices oh night divine Christ was born Oh night Oh holy night Oh night divine Truly he taught us to love one another His law is love and his gospel is peace Chain shall he break For the slave is our brother And in his name All oppression shall cease Sweet hymns of joy In grateful chorus raise We let all within us praise his holy name Christ is the Lord let all within us praise him his power and glory evermore proclaim divine oh night when Christ was born oh night oh holy night oh night
Hey, what's going on? Merry Christmas. It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Christmas Eve, Friday, December 24th, 2021. What's going on? We are coming, if you can believe it, right to the end of uh, year three. Uh, that's wrong. Year four on the Beantown Podcast here. We are coming to you live from the north side of Chicago. This is the Beantown Podcast. We are the people's podcast. I want to say happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, happy holidays uh, to all my friends. And uh, in particular, you know, it's going to be Christmas in about, uh, what, three hours here in the country of Pakistan. Merry Christmas to my friends in uh, Islamabad, Hyderabad, Karachi, Khyber Pass, all that good stuff. Hope you are doing well, we've got uh, we've got a lot planned for you today. We've got uh, at least one guest, a special secret phone call coming in hot. Uh, obviously, we got a little bit of music happening here, and just uh, trying to trying to bring some holiday cheer for everyone uh, as we we get into the home stretch here. Santa is. Uh, Santa is making the rounds already. I think we we checked about two hours ago. He was in Melbourne, and I suppose he's got to be around Shanghai, Beijing, something like that at this point, getting close. Well, they are. it's 10.45 in the morning right now, and they are 14 hours ahead. I know that because they do a lot of work with people from uh, East China. China, and uh, so that would make it... Uh, just past midnight right now so merry christmas to any listeners here from uh from 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 china uh let's see if we can't uh move this mic around here get a little bit closer to the piano what do you say production crew army of one um let's play a little uh let's play a little bit more piano for you you don't have to hear my voice anymore i promise but here we go let's uh let's let's play a little bit more and then we'll shift over to the couch and uh You'll hear from our sponsors. You'll hear from a guest or two. We'll learn about the true meaning of Christmas. I've got a big idea that I want to pitch to one of our callers. So uh, lots lots to happen here on Christmas Eve. Uh, this is the Beantown Podcast 2021 Year 4 Christmas Spectacular uh, COVID Round 2 Edition. Uh, so yeah, here we go.
right. Well, welcome back to uh, yours truly, Quinn David Furness. So happy that you are able to join me today on a live edition of Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast. Again, our Christmas Eve special. And I got to tell you what, I logged into Facebook this morning, as I will do occasionally here and there, and uh, saw the memory from last Christmas is special year three of the Beantown Podcast, which was our taste testing uh, challenge with hashtag father of the podcast, uh, Steve Furness. Thank you so much to dad for coming out for that show. That was a whole lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, you're a year late, but that's okay. You can still tune in. It's on YouTube. You can also listen to it as a normal podcast, although I think I think the the video element of it adds some fun gumption and texture. Um, you can you can watch that anytime. It remains live. A blind taste test. It was a lot of fun. Got some good Christmas memories, stories, all that stuff. Um, speaking of gumption, I use that word because it was used. Uh, we haven't talked a ton about holiday movies this season, at least not compared to last year around this time. But Rachel, Rachel and I watched uh, a, a film that she was familiar with. I was not. In fact, I haven't looked anything up about it. I I know it was uh, it was a, a relatively uh popular movie when it came out but I actually don't know the year before I look it up I'm going to guess like 2006 um The Holiday is the name of the film it's Kate Winslet Cameron Diaz uh Jude Law and Jack Black are kind of the the two primary couples in that film and let's see the reason I guess 2006 is because well I mean you can give a general guess based off of the age of those actors and actresses when you're watching it. But the, the biggest thing that kind of gave me that 2006 feeling was um, there's, there's one scene right at the beginning of the movie with Jack Black, where he's in a room with um, Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski. And that's the only uh, scene in the film that though that Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski appear. In. And so, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, so Krasinski has got the, the like classic, early office gym hair like not not good at all um and intentionally meant to be that way to look like martin freeman um so i you know office season one was oh five um office ran from oh five to 13 nine seasons so this really felt like they probably filmed it like the same time as the office uh pilot so it it feels like okay movie 2006 maybe 2005 i'm gonna say 2006 here we go the holiday is a 2006 bingo romantic comedy film that was just lucky it it could have been 2000 it uh, 2004 was a little bit too early but it could have been 2005 could have been as late as 2007 i think so um yeah it was uh it was a fine movie I, I particularly thought um, that uh, that the female leads were were good. Jude Law was good too. Jack Black. It's just like a. I mean, Jack Black is a very different like comedian slash actor slash musician uh, nowadays than he was. You know, certainly fifteen twenty years ago. Um, but even back then, it was. I mean, it, w- w- what I'm getting at is now he's just kind of like a parody of himself, like 
for better or for worse, if you really like Jack Black, and I, I tend to like Jack Black, um, but that's sort of like what he does now. Like, I don't know the last time Jack Black acted in a serious role, but you know, 15 years ago when this movie comes out, like he's he's still doing that sort of thing. School of Rock was 04, I think. Um, and it was just like it didn't fit, to be honest. Like, I didn't think it was uh, his his acting performance. Like, Jack Black is a fine actor, but to put him as like uh, one of the two male leads opposite Kate Winslet and Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, who I don't even I don't even think Cameron Diaz is like a spectacular actress, or maybe she just wasn't the perfect fit in this role. I thought she was fine, but. Um, I don't see a lot of, you know, you don't see a lot of Cameron Diaz these days. I had to make a Shrek 2 reference, um, which what was Shrek 2, like 2004 also maybe? I don't know. All kind of, kind of around the same time. Um, but I, I feel like Cameron Diaz hasn't really done anything uh, in the last 10 years that I'm aware of. She might be like semi-retired from acting. I don't actually know. Um, but yeah, we watched that. It was a long one. It's, you know, you think of holiday movies, rom-coms, you're thinking like 90 minutes or so, right? Uh, this was two hours and 13 minutes, I think, which is, I don't know. It, it, the film, it was a good, good holiday film. Like this was like a, this was like a A tier Hollywood film. Cause obviously it was like big budget, big, big names, that sort of thing. Like this isn't in the same tier as most of the, you know, Amazon Prime original or whatever Hallmark original Christmas movies that we tend to watch, which they they have their purpose. This was, you know, this was like a real, like big budget movie, and it was it was solid. Um, I didn't, it definitely didn't need to be that long. I don't know, like because the whole film is pretty much just, is pretty much just like these four characters, and. Um, Kate Winslet's kind of the main one. She gets she gets a lot to do. She she meets a friend, an older gentleman, and there's a storyline there. Not not sexy, like you might be thinking, but um, but like they give Jude Law enough to do. They really don't give Jack Black anything to do, which was fine um, because his character wasn't particularly interesting, nor is his you know acting really a, a fit for this film, as I would as I would say. But uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was a little bit longer than I expected. But um, yeah. Anyways, uh, the, the, when you're listening to the Bean Town podcast, listener discretion is advised. Number one, this podcast is objectively terrible. Number two, we will occasionally use some language. But I got to tell you, we got a big first surprise guest coming in hot for you. Uh, I'm gonna take a quick pause on the show, make sure he's ready to go. And, uh, you know, because he's a very busy man this time of year. So uh, let's let's pause. We'll come back. We'll get him live on the air. So without further ado, for the first time on the Beantown podcast, making a surprise appearance, here we go. It's ringing. Merry Christmas, Quinn. Is that Santa Claus? It is Santa Claus. You know, I'm in a long-time listener, but a first-time caller. <laughs> hey, Santa, how's... how's uh, your, I, I mentioned you might be a busy man right now. You're probably calling from, like, China or something. What's going on? Oh, I'm in the provinces right now. I'm making my stops along the farms. You know, they need, a, they need their presents, too. <laughs> <laughs> how's the trip been so far? 
sleigh ride. You never know how it's going to be. You almost have to plan it hour by hour. <laughs> what 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 altitude are you flying at? Well, the safest altitude would have to be around fifty five thousand feet above the stealth bombers and whatnot. <laughs> Okay, what, so what do you do when you fly over North Korea? What's your strategy there? When I fly over North Korea, I have to make sure that I'm wearing the right colors and make sure I put my flag on, and that way they know I can land in the safe area. Communist clause, huh? I'm a free man for distributing free goods. <laughs> okay, so so I had a I had a big idea when I woke up this morning because we were on the Santa Tracker, and I got a it's you know in the 21st century business is all about being innovative, efficient, sleek. You got to have a cool website and stuff. But here's my big idea, and I want to I want to get your reaction to it. So Santa lives at the North Pole, and it, if you look at a globe, you realize you know the North Pole. You can just basically like look down at the rest of the earth and you can you know by traveling the lines of longitude you can pretty much reach any place so my big idea is to save on fuel and you know reindeer maintenance and all that stuff what if you just got a really powerful gun and you could you could just shoot the presence out and every time you just got to slightly adjust the uh the uh degree of your your gun so that it can you know go from new zealand to australia to south africa to you know you just got to have a powerful gun and stuff what what are your thoughts on that (laughs) what an innovative idea my big question would be how would you protect against the presence at some fast speed just nailing somebody on the streets hey what about taking out infrastructure quinn (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not my gun, Santa. You tell me. But it was your idea, Quinn. If we're going to implement your idea, I'd want to make sure you get adequate representation for that idea. Who knows? I could th- be able to use that for other socially beneficial things. I think I'm going to have to incept this idea into you. Maybe, maybe uh, you might want to send that in as a request to my elf crew. Maybe they'll be able to make that more sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> good, good thinking, Santa. I'll make sure to do that. Hey, what's what's new at the North Pole these days? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Quinn. There's plenty of news at the North. Oh, we lost Santa. Uh, hello. Oh, I can hear you now. Go for it. Oh, sorry. The reception over North Korea is a little spotty. <laughs> You'll have to forgive yeah, me. I understand. <laughs> We had a bit of an issue this last year. Are you familiar with uh, the Suez Canal debacle? <laughs> oh, I did hear something about that. I didn't know that would affect you. Well, our supply chain got backed up substantially. <laughs> we needed to we needed to push back all of our production times at least two months. Some of my elves are still on the on the work right now. How so? What are they doing? Planning ahead for twenty twenty five, or are they? I, I I don't know. It sounds kind of sounds like you're fucked, Santa. Quinn, if you want to if you want a quick trip to my naughty list, you'll keep using that F bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing. You know, there's I I know in Chicago, uh, there's uh, there was an Amazon worker uh, walkout yesterday, or the day before, or something like that. And I'm kind of curious, you know, since you rely on slave labor, uh, what do you do to kind of appease the the mass the masses of, of elves up at the North Pole this time of year? Well, Quinn, you know the elves have a massive.
progressive unionization effort almost every year, and we make sure that we quell any sort of unionization effort by offering at least a good, a good social, a good benefits plan. My elves don't make any money, but they live for free, and they get free meals at our prison. I mean, uh, mess hall at three times a day. Santa, are you familiar with the uh, idea of sharecropping in the post-Reconstruction South? Quinn, I am a timeless deity of, of long ago. I have no idea what sharecropping would be, though. <laughs> that didn't really make sense. First you say you're timeless, and now you don't know what's going on 200 years ago. But it's okay. I forgive you, Santa. You're an old man with a, a bad memory and uh, dictatorship <laughs> tendencies. It's hard sometimes, Quinn. Yeah, I, I understand. Hey, my, my last question, because I know you're busy, uh, something we're always wondering here on the Beantown Podcast, what's the true meaning of Christmas? Well, I've had a lot of time to think about the true meaning of Christmas, and I have to say that sometimes it's not about what you get, and it's more about what you have, even if it sucks. But being grateful is a gift that we can all enjoy every year. Does that include, like, chlamydia? It can include chlamydia or chlamydia or gonorrhea. You know, you have to be grateful for whatever you have. <laughs> That's true <laughs> in all shapes and sizes. Hey, Santa, uh, before we let you go, any, any upcoming uh, uh, projects or new toys or anything that you want to plug? Well, I'd like to plug that we have, a, you know, the, the uh, advice of my accounting elves. We've got some new decentralized financing coming up in the uh, North Pole. So be on the lookout for a uh, IPO of sorts. <laughs> Santa IPO, that's crazy talk. Oh. <laughs> well, it'll be coming up in the next year. I'll make sure to send my newsletter out to all of you. Maybe you want to uh, forward that to the listeners of the Bean Town podcast. Of course. Yeah, that newsletter we, we definitely have. I'll make sure to include that. And that gets you right back on the good list, Quinn. <laughs> oh, that's go. good. Hey, I got it. Rachel keeps telling me she's she's threatening to get me some coal for Christmas this year, but I don't know. I think coal's making a comeback, so I kind of welcome that. Well, depends on the market uh, you want to sell your coal to, but I'd like to remind Rachel that as the Christmas and holiday expert, I would like to be the one to distribute all means and manners of coal. Thank you. Hmm. Kind of sounds like uh, Jeff Bezos or something. Oh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey and I are well connected for sure. Yeah, I believe that. You and uh, and uh, who's the guy that definitely didn't kill him? Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, you guys are all in cahoots. Did you know that I took a ride on Jeffrey Bezos's uh, phallic-shaped rocket? <laughs> oh, really? How was that? Well, I was looking at some research for how I might want to innovate my sleigh. You know, uh, reindeer aren't uh, aren't cheap. And I was thinking maybe we might be able to use uh, rocket technology. Yeah, and, and, and what are your thoughts? Well, the first thing was that, you know, I, I initially worked with an idea for a, uh, a rocket-type sleigh, and then I started getting all these calls for an extended warranty on my sleigh. <laughs> I got to tell you, we we, wa we watch uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and there's a housewife, Jen Shaw, who's getting busted for selling fake extended warranties right now. So just be careful. Jen, Jen Shaw, its name sounds familiar. <laughs> you can go watch it on Hulu when you're done delivering presents. You know, I have a, I have one of those slaves. We, we uh, 
implemented a nice uh, TV system into my sleigh. Maybe if I can, uh, maybe if I'm not too irresponsible, I might be, might be able to put it on my sleigh. Oh, it's like flying Delta. We are, we're sponsored by Delta, thank you. <laughs> this guy's got a lot of money. Every time we mention, I make a little bit extra coin. Oh, nice. I'm sure you need it. Well, Santa, thank you so much for uh, for joining your first ever appearance on the Beantown Podcast. We really appreciate it. Hope you uh, oh, thank have. Thank you, Quinn. It was a it was a great time being here. Look out for your presence. I'll make sure that Rachel doesn't give you any cold this year. All right, I appreciate that, Santa. Thanks so much. Safe flight Merry and uh, Christmas. yeah. Happy New Year to all. Yeah, have a good one, Santa. Thanks again. Boy, Santa just, he just left. Uh, thank you so much to Santa Claus for being on uh, today's Christmas special, his first ever appearance on the Beantown podcast. Uh, that's pretty special. We've gone, what, 210 episodes, something like that, 208 episodes uh, without hearing from the man, the myth, the legend, emphasis on the myth himself, Santa Claus. Uh, thanks so much again, Santa Claus. Really appreciate it. All right. Well, we forgot last week. Totally just blew it off. Not Real Housewives, although I, I could mention that as well. After the ads, I will. Uh, we want to make sure that we give our uh, our, our uh, dedicated sponsors their due airtime. Okay, here we go. Oh, it's our good friends, Home Pride Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's... <sighs> Hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's angle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, call Steve. He's my dad at 541-410-0316. That's my birthday. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. That must be why he chose that number. That's 541-410-0316. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Com. And for a limited time only, you can go to homeprideorgan.com slash Christmas. And uh, if, if it doesn't take you to a, a site right away, don't blame me. Put in discount code Q.QueenD for 0% off limited time only. Again, homeprideorgan.com slash Christmas. Hope Pride Organ inspection perfection. I want to give a shout out to our good friends at the Samson Q2U series. The Samson, it's uh, good when you're reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, whichever ones of those have Christmas stories. I think Luke does for sure, and I think Matthew does. I don't think John does, right? And I don't know what's going on in Mark, okay? Has anyone ever quoted scripture from Mark? Because Mark seriously seems like the, you know— if it was that young Christian novel series left behind, like Mark was the one who was left behind. I don't know what's happening in Mark. So maybe it's, you know, cause they're saying, okay, there's four gospels. They're all telling the story of Jesus in some form or fashion. But maybe Mark focuses on like, I don't know, Jesus's like weird fetishes or something. Like Jesus discovers the song of Solomon. I don't know what's going on in that book. No one's ever really looked it up. No one's ever really read it with that in mind. When God speaks, 
he uses a Samson, especially on Christmas. Uh, oh, finally, our good friends cuts by Q. Okay, Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest, Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email Cuts by Q at Yahoo.com. Again, that's cut. It's Q-U-T-Z. By Q at Yahoo.com. Okay, it's a special Christmas sing-along. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. Uh, we'll just do it again. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, call the experts at at Cuts by Q. Mm-hmm. Cuts by Q. Uh, okay, so so uh, in the second half of today's programming, we're going to briefly check in on the Real House of Salt Lake City because uh, there was a lot going on and... Uh, you know, it's our Christmas special. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But uh, then I think we're going to have another guest appearance on the Bean Tom podcast, which is very exciting. And then maybe we'll play a little Christmas music to play us out. Sting style from Bill O'Reilly's show. Uh, but Real House of Salt Lake City. Okay, so. Okay, so. Um, basically, basically, what you need to know in this episode is that. Heather meets with her older brother, who she learns has also left the church. It's basically just a continuation of the the Heather leaving the church, paving her own way storyline, whatever. There's some good, like, wholesome, interesting stuff, like, not typical housewife stuff. So that's interesting. So I encourage you to watch it. But it's not, like, you know, too drama-filled or anything. Uh, Whitney really doesn't get anything to do. In this episode, she literally probably has like five speaking lines. Um, so there's not too much going on there. And in fact, I was telling Rachel the other day, like she, you know, with all the, there's a lot of uh, attention and spotlighting happening with housewives right now and their illegal businesses. And there's multiple of them, you know, under fire, Jen Shaw, Erica Girardi, Mary Cosby, all that stuff. Um, so uh, Whitney, who runs something that is basically multi-level marketing, needs to kind of just like... Just, just it's a fly under the radar okay um hopefully she's she's being chill about it i don't know um okay so let's see it, lisa and whitney actually oh i forgot whitney got to do this lisa and whitney go to do yoga in like this cave in like a, this underground lake and lisa keeps falling in it's kind of it's it's humorous good physical comedy and brooks uh, Meredith's son makes an appearance right at the beginning of the episode. Uh, he's wearing these cool shades. And then Meredith hosts, uh, it's Lisa and Jenny, I believe, for some uh, one-on- or, uh, one-on-one-on-one girl talk. Um, they're just gabbing. Uh, what else is going on? I don't know. Uh, Jen Shaw is playing the PR game now. It's Ramadan, so I'm fairly certain she's never done this before, but now she's doing the, you know, praying three times a day to the East sort of thing, fasting during the day, making sure the cameras get all of it, uh, for her case. And so she's doing that with Coach Shaw and her relatives and that sort of thing. And, uh, Jenny, uh, 
let's see, who am I? Who am I? I pretty much mentioned everyone. Mary Cosby's just kind of her, in her own world. Uh, Jenny decides she wants to host a uh, a, a uh, Vietnamese appreciation luncheon. Okay, at some international peace garden, presumably in in uh, Salt Lake City. I don't know, but uh, so she's she's hosting that. She invites everyone. They're all sitting down, and uh, well, they're coming in lady by lady. And Meredith is one of the first ones there, and the one of the last ones there is Jen Shaw. So she's walking in, and Meredith is like, "Oh my gosh, Jenny! Didn't I say if you invite Jen Shaw, don't invite me?" So now Meredith is pissed, and she's like, "I'm gonna stay because I'm mature, but I'm disengaging in classic Meredith Marks fashion." Uh, Mary Cosby is super late, um, and then. They're all sitting down. Uh, the last, so all the housewives are together. It's only you know like the third or fourth time this this whole season that's happened, um, and uh, basically they're all being like kind and you know surface level type conversations that sort of thing. And then, <laughs> in classic Whitney fashion, she's so good at this. Every housewives franchise needs a, a pot stirrer, an instigator, that sort of thing. That is totally Whitney. In uh, in this uh, iteration of Housewives, so she says something to uh, I don't remember if it's Jen Shaw or I, I I think it's Jen Shaw or Heather I'm not sure. Basically, like isn't it nice that we're all or in my Whitney voice? Isn't it nice that we're? I can't do it. You know who can do a killer? Uh, Whitney is uh, Vanessa Bear and Lisa. She can do Lisa, uh, former SNL. Uh, cast member Vanessa Bear, really good at housewives impressions. If you've never seen them, um, she says something like, "Wow, isn't it crazy?" Like under her breath, but loud enough intentionally so that people, if they wanted to hear, could hear. She's like, "Isn't it crazy that we're all pretending like everything's okay?" And then the, it just turns into it's it's a it's a pretty iconic like in the scope of this entire franchise through one and a half seasons. It's it's one of the more like notable moments it's always got to be some sort of luncheon or dinner party and this this certainly fits the bill um basically everyone gets into an argument with everyone except for the ones you would obviously expect heather and whitney are just kind of like sitting there they don't really say anything uh but but it's like okay so jenny and mary have something going on because basically what 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 starts happening is everyone is talking about like what they did and didn't say when Jen Shah got arrested and when they were on their veil trip. So it's very bizarre and, and, and it's it's recognized in their argument. Jen Shah mentions it too, how like everyone's arguing about like what they said while Jen Shah was gone and Jen Shah is just sitting there at the table for once like not saying much and just kinda like she just has to kind of like let it happen. And so Mary Cosby is trying to be like, oh, I didn't say anything bad about uh, Jen. And then uh, Jenny, the new housewife, just goes ballistic. She's like, you know, F you, Mary. Like, here's what you said. I got receipts, all that stuff. And then, I mean, Mary Cosby walks off. Eventually, Jen Shaw breaks down. She walks off. Uh, everyone ends up coming back together. But I think like, Meredith is still doing this weird, like, defending Mary Cosby thing uh, for a lot of reasons that would take a really long time to explain. And, and you know, you'd have to go back and watch the episodes to fully get it. But um, she's kind of hitching her her, her uh, horse to the wrong wagon there. But um, everyone's kind of pissed at everyone, even Lisa and Meredith, who are typically, like, thick as thieves. Um, they're, like, starting to get into it a little bit. And in the preview for the next episode, they're in an argument at a party. Uh, so there's just like a lot happening. Um, everyone's kind of pissed off at everyone except, uh, the cousins. 
um, Lisa and uh, not Lisa, uh, Merid- uh, not Meredith, Whitney and Heather, the two blonde cousins. So, yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's solid. Um, we are now in the officially in the second half of the season. There won't be an episode this week, but but there will be kind of starting in the new year. So looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Okay, let's uh, let's take a, a quick pause. See if we can get our other guest on the line, and uh, then we'll we'll come right back. All right, we're back. We're ringing. Hello. Hey, mom, you're live on the Bean Town podcast. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve to you too, Quinn. I miss you. Miss you too. What's going on? How are you? Um, I'm doing well. I just got back from the grocery shop couple of last minute things I needed and it's snowing pretty good here big white fluffies we're supposed to get a lot of snow today so we'll see wow white Christmas that's exciting yeah because we've had rain this week it's been too warm and we lost most of our snow so this is very exciting because you know what that snow looks like after it's been raining it's gray and dirty and icky and so this is beautiful I saw a polar bear at the zoo yesterday that needed a bath because it's only been rainy and muddy here, no snow. Oh, you went to the zoo. How fun, Lincoln Park. Oh, yeah. I wanted to. I saw an alligator and some giraffes and some cool lizards and a snake. Yeah. And that was all on the bus ride there. Oh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite animal that you saw at the zoo? Ooh, um, let's see. Hmm. I really liked the the little alligator because he was a little pygmy guy, and he was just kind of swimming around and hanging out. But then I saw these uh, these two little otters, and they were just going crazy swimming laps and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Well, you know I'm crazy about otters. Yeah, big otter mom. I know you like the giraffes too. I saw some of those. I was just gonna say I love the giraffes, and I want to bring up a really interesting animal that your listeners might not be familiar with. And I hadn't seen it till we took you kids to a zoo, and it was either the St. Louis Zoo or San Diego, but I'm thinking it was the St. Louis Zoo. And we came around the corner, and I saw this animal, and I stopped in my tracks because I had never seen it and never heard of it, and it's really funny. It's a cross kind of between two animals. So I'm going to throw it out there for your listeners. This is the learning corner for the morning. And Okapi, O-K-A-P-I. How about that one? Hmm. Yes, it's got the the head of a man and the feet of a a, a a duckling and the tail of a platypus. Yes, it's a kind of centaur gone wild thing. Ooh, no, that's not it at all. It actually it looks like a mix of two animals. Do you remember which two animals? It's probably a zebra and a giraffe. That's right, and they are funky looking. They're one of those animals where you think, boy, God must have been having a lot of fun on that day when you created those ones because they are wild. Wait, I know it's part zebra. It's not giraffe, though, right? It's something it else. Is. It is. They have a longish neck, not as long as a giraffe, but that is exactly right. And their legs look more like a giraffe with those long front legs and smaller back legs. Yeah, you got it. Mm, well, listeners at home will have to do a little Google image to really see what we're talking about. Um, well, I wonder what it tastes like. Hmm, that could be the next oh, question. Hmm. Call Don Trump Jr. I bet he knows. Yeah, I think you got a little venison coming through there with you. When mm. you look at any living creature, you think how you could barbecue it. Hmm. 
Well, two years ago, you were on our Christmas special. It was very raw, very emotional. It was our mom goes to prison episode. So I'm wondering kind of two years later, uh, what's life been like on the outside for you? Because I know it's a hard adjustment for a lot of people. It is. I did go back um, for a stint this summer. Mm. So I was back doing some observations this summer and working with Deer Ridge, trying to get some more um, classes out there, some more writing classes out there. And now that um, adults who are incarcerated can start applying for um, federal aid, fill out a FAFSA and get aid, um, we're hoping that more more individuals at um, at Deer Ridge, at our local prison, can start taking classes because if we want people to truly um, change and change their lives when they're outside of prison, we have to give them something to do toward that while they're on the inside. So very excited about opportunities coming up for, we call them AICs, adults in custody. Mm, good stuff. Mom's doing the Lord's work on Christmas. <laughs> Well, what was what was Christmas like for you as a as a little girl in in northern Wisconsin? Um, Christmas morning was when we opened presents. Christmas Eve was when we had my mom's famous um, baked potato soup. Potato soup, I guess not. We did baked potato soup when when I made it for you kids. For my mom, it was just potato soup. Um, real quiet time. We usually had a lot of snow, especially growing up, like in the late seventies, mid seventies. We had some incredible. Um, years of very cold, minus 60 on the thermometer. It was like 77, 78, um, just feet of snow, not inches, but feet of snow. And so we had an old Skidoo snowmobile, and Grandpa would get that ready for us, and we had a wood toboggan, a long one, where like three people could sit on it when we were little. And we would go snowmobiling across the cornfields, which are very bumpy, and we were really mean to each other. We would whip nasty donuts in circles so that toboggan would be going really fast skidding around until we'd wipe out and then we'd all laugh at each other. Um, so lots of that. We lived by a lake and we'd go down to the lake and shovel a spot where we could ice skate and build a fire. Uh, we built lots of snow caves. We were very active outside in the winter and um, only went inside when our parents made us. Well, I seem to recall a time when you maybe built an underground ice fort and there was some sort of uh, cosmic <laughs> fart unleashed. I'm not going to say who did it, but um, Uncle Jim and I made this great fort across um, across our neighbor's field. It's farmers called Huseman's. And we went across the field and, and up against the fence row where the snow would really pile, pile high. We made an incredible labyrinth of snow tunnels and caves. And we invited one of our other siblings over. And that sibling, unfortunately, had a gastrointestinal issue, whatever, bad stomach. And they got in there, and, yeah, there were some effusions. And because of the angle of the cave going down, things didn't come out once they went in. And um, so we were really mean. We went to get the neighbor girl, Linda Huseman, and asked her to come over and check out our cave. We weren't going in it because it was so bad. And it was still bad. And Linda went in there, and she came crawling out screaming, what did you do? What did you do? It was that bad. So that poor family member has that, that. I think that story has lingered much in the way that infusion lingered in the snow cave that, mm. that winter. It was pretty bad. Tasteful. Mm. Yeah. That's not very tasteful. I can't believe you brought that up. Well, the fans enjoy it. <laughs> Give them what they want. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Well, what's what's on the agenda for, for Christmas Eve today? 
I am making Auntie Anna's fudge right now. Um, so I've got things out for that. I'm going to make a poppy seed bread. And your sister, Abigail, is coming over for dinner tonight. And we're going to have filet, filet mignon, and twice-baked potatoes and asparagus. And, yeah, just sit around and spend some time. We haven't seen her for a long time. So we're looking forward to spending some time with her. Maybe you should tie a, a sled to your new dog and he can carry yeah. gifts to all the neighborhood children. Ooh, that would be something kind of like Max in the Grinch. That would be mm-hmm. poor roomsters. That would be Roomy had a play date yesterday with his girlfriend, um, uh, a neighbor dog, Naya, who's a Labradoodle. And it was an hour and a half of pure doggy bliss. So much love in this house. Wow. Sounds like things are getting hot and heavy. It was pretty hot and heavy. He is in love with this dog. So every time he sees her, he just loses it. Wow. That's like me with complex carbs. Oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Hey, I hear you're doing a dry January. Oh, yeah, every year except for this last year. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm getting wasted every night now to try to drink down all the alcohol. So Yeah, I know you can't do that anymore. As we get older, it's harder to do that. It's just not as enjoyable and... Just drinking to get drunk has no allure. Oh, I I got toasted uh, last Friday a week ago tonight and woke up the next morning and ran a 10K and it was, uh, it was, I was fighting through it. That sounds absolutely horrible. I have no interest in ever feeling that way again. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun before it happens though. Not really for me. I don't know. I just, you guys know, I, you kids all know, I'm a slow drinker. I just cannot drink enough to get drunk anymore, and I can't drink fast for sure. Yeah, that's when you pop the edibles. Yeah, I've tried that. I use those <laughs> to help sleep sometimes, but that one time I took it while you guys were here, I had to go lay down and take a nap. Whoa, whoa, just, whoa. Mom missed Christmas. Yeah, I did. woke mm. up a week later, and I was like, what, what, <laughs> what? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, thanks thanks so much for joining today's Christmas special, year four. We really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you asking me to be on. I truly miss you kids. Um, of course, Ab will be the only one we'll see for Christmas, and we don't get to see you at all until sometime next year. So we're missing you a lot. I went through a lot of old boxes and things yesterday, being nostalgic, and sure enjoyed looking at Quinn in sixth grade pictures of you at piano recitals all kinds of fun things so it was it was my christmas to myself was to spend time with some memories of you kids Mm, you could just print out a picture of me and do some scratch and stiff technology or something Mm, yeah what you said yes well i love you sweetheart give my love to rachel and her family and hello to all the beantown listeners merry christmas for those who observe we wish you peace and good health in the coming year All right, I'll make sure they they know that. Thanks for joining. Love you. All right, love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mom noticeably left out Kwanzaa, so that should tell you her thoughts on race relations. And another Christmas ruined by mom's, uh, shall we say, drug problems, drinking problems, issues with race, gender, uh, the list goes on and on. Speaking of uh, issues with race and gender, I forgot to mention about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mary Cosby said some very, uh, I guess, just ignorant 
uh, disparaging race race things about Jenny, who's Vietnamese. First, when she's walking to the party by herself, uh, Mary says, oh boy, here we go. It's little Jen's party. And if you don't know, Jen Shaw is uh, Tongan. So uh, little Jen being uh, a smaller other Asian version. Uh, then she told uh, Jenny that she likes her slanted eyes. And uh, finally, she told her that she has a nice yellow complexion. So just, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on with Mary Cosby. Uh, my, mom, my mom mentioned a, a piano recital from sixth grade, actually, kind of randomly. But I did want to, that gives me an opportunity to mention that my, uh, my recording of Chopin's four ballads uh, have now dropped on YouTube. Uh, they were sloppy but fun, just like me in sixth grade, actually. But uh, you can find it on my YouTube channel, Quinn David Furness. Uh, check it out if you don't know Chopin's ballads. Go ahead and give them a listen. It's fun. Uh, and then if you're like, wow, that that was cool that he did that, but it actually kind of sucked, go listen to, like, Zimmerman's recordings to see what they actually are supposed to sound like. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. You know, it's it's about 40 minutes worth of music for distinct pieces uh, not related to one another in name only and composer only. But, uh, yeah, I've been working on those, like, for a long time, six months seven months maybe something like that uh and so it was it was you know not as as good as it where where it where they should be but hey when you work three jobs you've got a partner you got you know family and stuff like just you know putting out putting that out there i was i was proud of myself so go check it out i've already had i've already uh you know i've been sharing it all over social media and stuff but i've gotten a lot of uh just messages uh snapchats of like people watching me on the, the television and stuff. And that's just very kind um, uh, of everyone to, to tune in. Cause it's not like a three minute little song you sing. It's, you know, it's 40 minutes. So that's very kind. And I appreciate that and everyone's support. Okay. Um, we're getting near to the hour mark here. And what I'm going to do is uh, get, get the recorder, uh, the laptop repositioned here. We're going to move back to the piano and I don't even know what I'm going to play. I'm not going to sing for you. I promise you don't have to listen to that anymore. But uh, just a little Christmas Christmas music to play us out because well, how else would you want to end Christmas? Uh, but before we, we do that, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened and supported the show this year, next year, or next week. I got to look at this. Next week is either a New Year special or the year four recap. I can't. I can't remember if we have another two episodes before year five starts or if only one more before year five starts. I got to look at that. But um, yeah, we're coming into year five, year V of the Beantown podcast, which is, I always say this, but hard to believe, you know, this, we've done four, just four straight years now of a new episode every single week. And there was that one time, like, a year and a half ago where we released the previously unreleased episode, but there was still new content as an intro uh, to that one. So I'm, I'm still taking credit for that. And we've never had a guest host. Okay. Although I'm sure that'll happen at some point. Uh, thank you to Santa Claus for coming on the program. Really appreciate his time. It's kind of a, kind of a, you know, there's 364 days out of the year where he's, he's pretty free to do whatever. And then there's one day where it's a little tight, and we chose that one day to have him call into the program. So we really appreciate his time. Thank you to my mom, Dr. Jane Dennison Furness, for coming on the program, sharing Christmas memories and atomic farts. And uh, thank you to all who, uh, who have listened. And uh, I hope you're having a good Christmas 
Eve, Christmas Day, whenever you listen to this. Uh, Kwanzaa, again, apologies for, for my mom not mentioning that, but I do extend, you know, me personally as the host of this show, uh, you know, I have to mention that the uh, thoughts and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the thoughts and opinions of this show. Okay, let's move over to the piano here, and uh, we'll, we'll play a little music to play us out. Merry Christmas. Stay safe. Stay sane. I'll check in ya. <laughs> Can't even say it. Next time. That was crazy. <laughs>